right, gang, come on back in, get your seat. How's everybody doing today? Doing okay? Everybody cooled off? I mean, you know, I know it's been hot. How many are grateful for air conditioning? Yeah. Yeah, you know, back in the good old days, they didn't have air conditioning. These are the good old days. <laughs> hey, we got a, a, a really cool uh, um, just partnership with Adult and Teen Challenge, and some of y'all may not have heard of them before or been aware of uh, their ministry and what they do. So it's going to be a pretty uh, informative morning for some of us. Uh, others of you have been familiar with the ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge for years and years and years, and it's, it's always good to be reminded of what God's doing through the ministries and through the missions, missionaries that we uh, partner with. And, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, several weeks ago when I was preaching, I I asked this crowd, I said, what is Albemarle known for? And the first thing out of your mouth was drugs. And I was like, y'all my people. Okay, that's cool. We know how to pray. Uh, Adult and Teen Challenge, uh, they partner with people and they bring restoration and life and hope to folks who, are, who have been just battling drug addiction. And if you want to look at what the front lines of just... Christ-centered recovery look like. Uh, these, these guys are what they look like. And I'm very proud to be able to just hold hands and link arms with them. So they're going to be sharing today. And we're in this series called Relentless. Say Relentless. relentless. And I got to tell you something. You got to be relentless if you're going to battle drug addiction. You've got to be relentless if you're going to battle any kind of addiction at all. And the people who have been battling addiction, I've learned... Uh, they praise the loudest because they understand the joy of freedom the most. And so I, I praise God that we're able to link arms and, 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 and be a part of that kind of, that kind of hope through Jesus Christ. I want to introduce Steve. He's going to come up and um, Steve's going to give it. He's the leader of this whole group over here today that's going to be presenting and, and sharing their ministry with us. Thanks, Thanks for being here, man. We love you. Thank you. Um, just uh, a couple of things. Yeah, give it up for Steve. We're going to be receiving a, back in the day we called it a love offering. You might remember those words, love offering. We're going to be receiving one of those for Teen Challenge, Adult and Teen Challenge today. Uh, Steve let me know that they're still driving a van that our church donated to them 20 years ago? 20 years ago. ago, And the the back door is held on by a bungee cord. (laughs) Was it like that when we gave it to you? No, it was not. Oh, okay. You know. But, uh, I mean, we've had a long-standing relationship with Teen Challenge, Adult and Teen Challenge. Steve, just give us, like, um, for those that maybe have not uh, heard of Adult and Teen Challenge before, give us an idea of what this ministry is all about. Yes, amen. Hey, first of all, I just want to uh, let you know that when the bungee cord gets loose, uh, the light comes on, and we know. Thank you. That we have Priorities, Yeah. We're going there first. We know that we have to stop and, and fix that. Yeah. A little tighter. That's Cody's job. He does that. It's says, safe. Whoever sits it's in the... It's safe. That's what Steve yeah, wants yeah, to know. It's safe. Mean. It is. Amen. Hey, Adult Teen Challenge. Uh, good morning, by the way. Yeah. Adult Teen Challenge. Uh, I like to say that we're, we are not a rehabilitation center. We are a transformation center. Mm. Amen. Listen, God is not into rehabilitating you back to what you were. He's into transforming you into something new. Amen. Amen. And that's what separates us from others, is that we just believe that there's hope in Jesus Christ. And we believe that when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
that your life will change. It's absolutely impossible to walk with Jesus and not change. Amen. And so we, uh, one of our mottos is our themes at Teen Challenge is bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Uh, when you are caught up in drug addiction, alcoholism, and whatever, you lose hope. And you feel that, like, nothing can help me in here. You know what I'm talking about? It's that feeling of hopelessness. That there's no cure for me. That there's no help for me. But I'm here this morning to tell you. That there's hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. I am a graduate of the program. 1996, I graduated. Uh, Sal Debbie are my spiritual mother and father. Uh, don't feel sorry for them. They're suffering for Jesus in Hawaii at this moment. Um, <laughs> they'll be fine. And, and I think back to those times when I first came in the program. I knew nothing about the Lord. I, I, showed, I, was one of those, uh, uh, I was one of those people that showed up for uh, church on Christmas. I was Christer. You know, and I think Mother's Day, I might squeeze in there every now and then to make my mom happy, and I would come, and I had no relationship with Jesus Christ. I knew nothing about it. Amen? And when I came into uh, the program, I thought they was all crazy because everybody was happy. Well, may, let, me, let me rephrase that. 80% of them was happy. The other 20% was still trying to get it. I was in that 20%. And never did I know in my wildest dreams that I would be the director someday. Amen? Mm. Amen. So I'm Appreciate telling you, there's hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. And also, we have a table outside uh, this morning. We have some good information out there that we can share with you to help. Uh, one thing I want to make clear, because this happens every time we go to a church, uh, people will call us the next day on Monday and want us to help your uh, son or daughter, which we will. But if he doesn't want the help, There's absolutely nothing I can do. But if he wants to help, then we'll help them. Amen? Amen. We don't, we don't turn anybody away. We can, we can figure everything out. Uh, I'm here today. I was homeless on a park bench. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my, my, uh, one of my old friends that... Can I, can I share this, man? Just... You got the mic, man. Okay, right. <laughs> we gave you I a like microphone. You, <laughs> One of my old friends that I grew up with was called me yet just yesterday. I, I was in the Cheesecake Factory uh, cheating. It was my cheat day. Um, and uh, I was in there, and he, was, he called me. He said, hey, man. He said, you know what? I was looking at an old picture today, and he said it reminded me, man, of how far you've come. You know, I, I was crazy and out of my mind. I was like that man at the, man, the, man at the tombs. You know, he was crazy and cutting himself. Now, I wasn't doing that. But I was doing a bunch of other stuff. You know, and then when I came to Christ, he clothed me and put me in my right mind. Mm. You know, when people refer to me now, they don't refer to me, well, I may be crazy. But I'm not the old crazy. You know, my mother asked me, uh, she doesn't like coming to my church because um, she says we're a little too wild. You know, she, they're a little more reserved uh, at her church. So I asked her one day, I said, hey, mom, let me ask you a question. You want Jesus crazy or you want the old crazy? She said, no, son, you stay Jesus crazy. That's what I thought. Amen. That's what I thought. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. 
you, you, you made a reference there, and I, I don't want us to, to, to skip past it too quickly. You talked about people call you about their sons, their daughters, their friends, and you made a, you made a, very, a very big statement there. You said, if that person doesn't want help, we, we can't do anything. Yes. Like, that person has to be at a place where they want help. Yeah, so my question to you is, we're in a county and we're in a place, much like a lot of rural North Carolina, where the drug activity and the addiction and the overdose problems are very real. Yes. It, it affects people in our church. Uh, those of you that, that we, we pray and we talk about this, um, what hope can you give to somebody who, or what message, I guess, would you give to a mom or a dad or even somebody sitting here today who is wrapped up in that kind of what you call crazy? Yeah, um, maybe they're not at a place where they want help. Like, what do, what do you feel like they need to hear? Well, there's a few things, um, and this is much easier for me to say when it's not my child. I want to make that very clear, amen? But sometimes we have to make the hard decisions as parents. Uh, you know, I'm here today because I came home one day and my mother told me, you know, my bags and everything was packed on the, on the carport. Oh. And I said, hey, Ma, I said, what is, you know, this is funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. But I came in and I said, hey, Ma, I said, why are my bags on the carport she said because you moving out today <laughs> it happened a couple of you you guys too huh and she said you moving out today son I said mine ain't moving nowhere she said oh yes you are you getting out of here and she said son she said I love you and I, I walked into the house I will never forget this I walked into the house and my mother had taken all the pictures of me and she had laid them down all the ones on the wall of me she had turned them around and hung them up backwards and I said hey mom what are you doing here she said she said you're an imposter I don't know who who is looking at me right now and is standing in front of me she said but it's not the kid that's on that wall because drugs had did that to me amen and so my mother had to have a very hard conversation with me that really hurt her I can't imagine being a parent now of three boys what it would be like to me to have to tell one of my sons something like that but sometimes we have to have the hard conversations with ourselves that we're not going to enable our loved ones anymore, any longer. And like I said, it's very easy for me to say that to you, being that I don't have to have that conversation with my child, praise God, amen? But we do have to have those hard conversations with one another. Uh, many of us, we find ourselves in enabling, enabling those and uh, giving them money, uh, supporting their habits, and things like that. We have to stop. And I don't care what they tell you. You're doing the right thing. Many times I have to tell parents, I had to do this to my child, and they're crying on the phone. And man, I understand, and my heart goes out to that mother or father that tells me that. But I have to assure them, encourage them, that you are doing the right thing. Listen, loving your child is not giving him some more money. Loving your child is saying no. Sometimes, and sometimes that, that really hurts. Yeah, because at that point, you're really, as, as, as an adult, really, we're choosing which pain we're willing to live with. Exactly. Because there's, sin brings pain, and it brings, it brings tragedy. And so, you know, a, a grace-filled pain that is, is from the heart of love is one that has a pathway to, to restoration, redemption, all those things. Absolutely. We've been talking in, uh, in the past month, and we'll, we'll keep going through the book of Acts, but we've been talking about what a spirit-empowered church looks like. Mm -hmm. And we've been looking at the book of Acts, 
And one of the big things that we see in the book of Acts, and we've talked about this very, very clearly, is how the, that church dealt with pain, dealt with anger, dealt with grief, dealt with problems, but they also always leaned into truth. No matter how difficult and how hard, they, 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 they trusted God, they were empowered with his spirit. And even the Apostle Paul, who we talked about last week, who continued on to Jerusalem amidst the pain that was prophesied to him. How can we make a choice to follow God into pain? We talked about that last week. How can, how can a parent, how can a person make a choice to lean into pain? Well, we see that example in the book of Acts. Steve, I, I, want, I want to get off of here and, and let you just turn you all loose for what you're going to do. But can we pray over you and your ministry before we Absolutely. do that? In the name Absolutely. of Jesus the Christ, we pray over Steve and we Thank pray you, over Lord. Adult and Teen Challenge. Thank you, Lord. And Father God, we are just overjoyed to link hands and to partner. And when, when someone comes into Adult and Teen Challenge, it's like we're there too. Because we're supporting and we're believing and we're praying we are a part of the restoration that Jesus brings all throughout this region. And God, we are so humbled by this unity that we have in Christ. And God, we pray your favor and your blessings over them. And we thank you for what you do. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God's strong son. Amen. Give Teen Challenge a hand as they start taking this over. Amen. Well, good morning again. Hey, excuse me. Uh, one of our teachings at uh, Teen Challenges, the uh, pastor kind of touched on it a little bit, is that uh, I tell the guys this all the time. You have two pains, pain of success and the pain of failure. Both of them is painful. Which one do you choose? Amen. When we walk the right path, it's painful. But walking the other path, too, is painful also. You know, uh, um, uh when I started out using drugs years ago, you know, I was actually having a great time. Right, I got somebody going to say amen in here. Amen. We, I was having a great time. But then what was fun became necessity to where then I couldn't function my day without doing something. Right? So what started out as fun, you know, that is the trap of the enemy. You know, the enemy has been running the same play over and over again. I don't know uh, if any of you know uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone. Uh, yeah, thank you. One person, we got, okay. Yeah, those two ran the same play for 20 years. And it drove me nuts because I'm a Laker fan. And I would watch the games and I would say, hey, man, he's still I said, oh, man. And it was the give and go. They would just do it all the time and it worked. You know, the enemy does the same thing. He runs the same play on you all the time. And as long as it keeps working, he's going to keep running it. Okay. All right. Just checking. Hey, can I have a couple of guys give testimonies this morning? Yeah, amen. Come on, Cash. This is Cash, everybody. Um, good morning, church. My name's Cash. I'm from Lumberton, North Carolina. I'm 35 years old. I came into this program um, right at nine months ago. I was broken. I was hopeless. I had no plan, no future. I didn't know where to turn. Everything I, every, I had destroyed my relationship with my mom and dad, and they done me right. I had a good raising, you know. 
I just chose the wrong path, you know. And through my mama going to war in, in her prayer room and through people praying for me, it led me to this program. And by God's grace, I'm standing here today testifying on what God has done in my life. And since I've entered this program, I know that I've been forgiven. I know that I have a plan and a future for my life now. I have a purpose to get up in the morning and be thankful for today when before I weren't thankful for anything. And my plan, my, my, my cry out to y'all for y'all parents, man, I watched my mom and dad go through it. And just continue to pray for your children. Pray for them because that's what brought me out of it. I believe that 100%. And, <clears throat> but as, as of right now, I'm working on getting my GED. Um, I've, I've rebuilt my relationship with Christ. This program has taught me how to spend time with the Lord and how to get along with God and allow the blood of Jesus to just transform my life. And I believe that the only way out of addiction is through, is through Jesus Christ. The world can't offer it. Only the blood is the saving power that releases us from the sin and the bondage that we live in. But I'm thankful for every church and, and because when I came here, I didn't have the money to come. They accepted me, and it's because of faithful believers and the people of the churches and, and the body of believers who believe that Jesus Christ is the way, who donated money, and I'm able to be here today. So what y'all are sowing into a ministry that is carrying fathers back to their sons, husbands back to their wives, and sons back to their moms and dads. So I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Thank y'all. Amen. Hey, I, be I believe that boy got a little preaching in him, don't he? Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. Thank you. I might put you in charge of fundraising. Amen. He said that better than me. I do this all the time. Amen. I'm thankful for Cash. And I, hey, hey, what you don't know is Cash ain't had an easy ride through this. Right? Yeah, it was some rough rides. He cussed us all out one day and, and all that. But look at him now. Amen. Amen. That's what we do. I tell the guys sometimes, I say, I might be the one, I might be the one staff member that you hate the most when you're here, because uh, I'll tell you the truth. I really don't care uh, if it hurts your feelings or not. I'll tell you. But you'll love me when you leave. Nobody said amen over there. Now, well, that's fine. <laughs> My feelings are, I'm much tougher than that. Andrew, uh, the other Andrew, that one, I'll get you later. Come on. Andrew back there in the back. Come on. Uh, Peters. Sorry. <laughs> Good morning, church. My name is Andrew Peters. Um, yeah, wow. It's been a long road. <laughs> so, uh, man, when I first came into the program, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I had spent nine different times in treatment, nine different places I'd gone to. I ran away from my problem. I spent my entire life running. Um, <clears throat> alcohol and drugs were the solution, I thought, for a long time. And uh, that's what I ran to. Uh, that's what I thought the answer was. Um, but it wasn't, I think, my prayer. <sighs> my only prayer was a selfish prayer at the time. I was living in a single apartment and uh, had blankets over the windows. I went out and I drank every day. Um, it was a miserable existence. And I got on my knees and I prayed, God, please take my life. I don't want to live this way anymore. That prayer got answered through this place, the Dalton Teen Challenge. And I was able to come... Uh, I finally surrendered, and that has been a process. 
it's a daily process I've learned. Um, that surrendering moment is God's grace and gift to me. And I'm able to come into Teen Challenge, and I still fight a lot of the time. <laughs> um, but it's been an amazing program. It's brought me to a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is the biggest thing. Um, I didn't know anything. I grew up in a Catholic church, and I ran away from that as soon as I could. Um, it was very like, stand up, kneel, stand up, kneel, um, pray. Uh, <laughs> that's all I knew. I didn't know anything about Jesus. I didn't have a personal relationship with him. And that's what Adult and Teen Challenge has given me the time to read the Bible, to pray and seek God's face and see that come to fruition through my life. It's funny, like, I still am I'm a, I'm a rebellious person from from the gate, and I think I've, I've struggled through that. Um, a lot of you guys don't know. It's a nine-month program, unless you're me. I've been here for 14 months. <laughs> but it's been great because I've had to take that time and and really surrender every day is, is the thing. But seeking Jesus' purpose on your life, your calling, Right, and that that is so diff, not difficult, but it's so freeing, and it gives you that power and to move within the Holy Spirit and God's grace. And these guys over here are my brothers. I've gone through life with them, and we talk about this. It's relational discipleship. We can't we can't just like get down on our knees and pray and like be delivered. It's through a process of lifting each other up, of going through the hard things, of divorces, of of whatever it may be, children, DSS calling. We go through all of these problems together as a family, and we seek Jesus and, and Scripture, and we walk by that. And Adult and Teen Challenge is just amazing. Uh, I'm grateful to be there. Graduate next month, God willing. <laughs> My plans after that are to stay on and intern here at Teen Challenge and continue to give back to the ministry. Um, and just keep moving forward. So thank you for your, all of your support, and thank you guys for having us today. Thank you, guys. Amen. Hey, you know, it's really amazing to me. I've been doing this a long time, so I, I kind of already know. But the guys, the guys that struggle the most ended up being on what we call the extended plan. Uh, they're generally your next leaders. You know, because sometimes, man, you got to flip the loaf. Let it brown on the other side. Amen? Sometimes God needs to do a few other things in you. And, Andrew, I'm proud of you, man. We, we brown on you on the other side right now. Amen? I was, I was very excited when he came to me a while back and said he wanted to stay and do an internship. I just laughed. I said, yeah, amen. We can do that. Amen? Hey, you never know, Andrew, you might be the next director one day. Amen? I'm happy about that. Hey, who, hey, who else? Uh, let me call on somebody else that cussed me out in the beginning. Uh, Wyatt, it's a hard choice. Come on, Wyatt. Hey, church. My name is Wyatt Colvin. I'm uh, originally from a small town in Idaho called Weezer, but I've lived in uh, Wilkesboro for three years now. But I was, I was in a rough place. I had a son. I was just ruining my life, and then I overdosed one night, and uh, my baby mama at the time, she got in the car and was on her way to come visit me at the hospital at three in the morning, and they got into a car accident, and my son didn't make it, but uh, 
So I held a lot of resentment towards God, you know. And then one day I just called my aunt and I said, Chelsea, I was, I need help. I need help. I couldn't do this on my own. And she's like, all right. So she come and got me. And that's, she goes to church over in, uh, it's called Beaverdam Baptist Church over in Elizabethtown. But the E-Town, the E-Town campus goes out to that church quite a bit. And my aunt got the contact information for this program and this program has done so much for me I I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for this program and God because he had a big plan for my life he showed me that it I couldn't do this on my own I needed God in order to do all that and through me being here at this program I've gotten my GED which took me five years to get on my own and I'm just so thankful for this program and for churches like this who just help this ministry and do what they do because without this we'd be a lot of us would be wouldn't be here right now. And so I just want to thank y'all and for everything you do for this ministry. And I plan on staying on and becoming an intern and yeah, I did cuss Pastor <laughs> Pastor Steve out one day. It was yeah, pretty bad, but I just want to thank you all, and God bless you all. Yeah, brother. Yeah. You know, when they cuss me out, I just sit there, I walk back to my office, I go, man, that's our next intern right there. I'm just telling you, man, I watch them. You know, I remember the day Sal, Sal DiBianca set me down at his desk. He said, sit over there, bubby. And so I sat over there, and he said, how you like it? I said, it's comfortable. And he said, good, it's your chair now, it's your office. I said, what? He said, yeah, I'm retiring in three years. And three years later, he was still there, and he was retiring another three years. And then three years, he's like, no, I'm really serious this time. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving, and it's just a blessing. You know, uh, Sal and Debbie have been faithful for 30 years. And what we see now and what we're doing now is only because of the faithfulness of those that were before us. Amen. Amen. And so we just build on that. When I... When I took Sal and Debbie to the airport and to get back on the plane, I remember he said to me, he said, Steve, it's not for me to take it to the next level. That's you guys' job. He said, I've done my job here and what the Lord has asked me to do, and I've prepared you guys to take it to where it needs to go. Amen? Amen. What a great leader. What a great father in the faith for me. Amen? Amen. Well, hey, let's, uh, can we flip to uh, the, the first slide there? And I'm, uh, I'm trying to, uh, is this boring yet? Okay, great. I was just checking. That was a test question. You passed. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we have three centers now. I'll try to break this down real quick. Uh, our, our program in the past, like when I was in the program, we would stay at our Carthage campus, which is the main campus. Uh, we would stay there four months. And then when we finished that four months, we would all go to Pennsylvania for 10 more months where we would finish the program. Well, about three years ago, uh, we became our own um, corporation, I guess you would call it, entity. And everybody stays home now here in the state of North Carolina. So the problem that that solved was is that guys in the past, you know, most of our guys come, you know, uh, they're in trouble with the law. Most of them on uh, probation. And, uh, and they weren't able to leave the state. So it kind of hurt us was sometimes we couldn't help as many people in our own state that we, we should be able to. Amen. 
And so when we became our own entity, uh, we were able to help everybody in our state, and they were no longer sending them anywhere else. They all do it right here. So guys will come in. Our, we have three phases of the program. So guys will come to Carthage in the 30-day program. We call it the first 30 days. And they'll come in the program in 30 days, and they have a certain uh, few classes that they take during that time. Uh, uh, we try to take it easy on them a little bit in the first 30 days. Those guys over there going now, that was easy? Yeah, that's, that's easy. And then when they finish, the, in, in, those, in the first 30 days, they have uh, what we call Ready Now Recovery, which is basically a teen challenge uh, group therapy. Amen. It's something that we use uh, through the uh, adult and teen challenge. Uh, when they finish that part of the program, they go to the second phase, which now we have two different men's centers now, one in Kannapolis, which they're here today with Andrew. He'll be up here in a little bit. And then also one in Elizabethtown right outside of Fayetteville, which is actually uh, becoming our military specialization program, which I'll get to in a moment. So guys come into the second phase of the program. Then when they finish that phase, which they're there for three uh Unless you're on an extended program, uh, it will be three, three, we'll say three to five uh, months. Amen. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying to be professional. I apologize. Um, once they finish that part of the program, they come to the third phase, which is in Carthage, which we call the training center, which is where I, I work. They come to us. If I could uh, explain this really simple, uh, in the beginning, uh, the first 30 days, you're just getting acclimated, trying to figure out what's going on. The second phase is really where the program happens. Amen. When you come to the third phase, it's kind of like you just went through spiritual boot camp, and now you come, and now we're going to teach you how to go out and be productive in society. Amen. Amen. So we have three centers, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. We skip to the next slide, please. These are our centers right here, uh, the training center down there at the bottom. You know, it always amazes me. Uh, students will come in the program, you know, especially in their first 30 days. They'll be on the phone, and they'll be telling their parents, oh, this place is a dump. The water is terrible. Uh, they feed us the same thing every day. You know, I'm kind of, what's some of the other stuff y'all say? I'm kidding. We'll just, they'll say stuff like that, and then their parents will come for their first visit. You know, and the dad, I'm going to do my reenactment of what dad does when he gets out the car. And he looks confused because what he's looking at is not a dump. Amen? Amen. We have a very beautiful facility. We believe in being good stewards of what God has given us. Amen? We clean, we clean, we clean. Our training center here at the bottom, uh, actually our gym, which we, we uh, dedicated to Sal and Debbie, uh, I believe it was the last Christmas banquet. We call that DeBianca Hall. Uh, now, you know, it really blessed me uh, a couple months ago. Sal came back. We went to a conference together, and uh, he brought his pastor in uh, to show him the center, and we were giving him a tour. And then he turned around. He said, hey, Steve, can you take a picture of us right here? Because, you know, we had a plaque up there in the back. And I thought to myself, I said, man, he's really blessed by this. That really meant a lot to me. Amen? Amen. So that's DeBianca Hall now. We, we pulled up the old green carpet that was in there for 26 years. And, boy, the things we found underneath that carpet after 20-some years. Uh, and then our induction center there in, um, in Kannapolis and then also Elizabethtown, if you'll go to the next slide. So what we do, basically, residential addiction recovery, uh, mental and emotional health, 
Uh, we have, uh, I'll get to that here in a second. We do professional counseling. We have uh, a place called Hope Counseling, which is actually through Adult and Teen Challenge where the guys meet uh, at least about once a week, once every other week with a professional counselor. Uh, and then also to discipleship. That's the key. Discipleship is the key. You know, it's okay to come every week to church and raise your hands and praise the Lord, but you need to be discipled, right? You need to be discipled. You need somebody to speak into your life and show you how to walk this thing out. Sal DiBianco was that person for me. You know, so my question would be, who is that person for you? And so our guys, they get discipled. And then also, too, life skills training. We partner with local employers, uh, believers. Amen. That's important. Uh, and we partner with them. These guys will go out and work. Uh, uh, they will work. They will learn a skill, a trade, things that they can take home with them when they leave the program. And then one of the, one of the complaints we had from our graduates in the past was uh, they say, well, you guys just keep us sheltered the whole time, and you never show us whether we can make it or not on the outside. Amen? And so we tried to come up with a creative way to help these guys do that. And this is how it's happening right now with our life skills uh, training. Yep. Also, too, our partnership with Sand Hills Community College. Uh, guys come and get their GED. Matter of fact, uh, Wyatt, uh, Kobe, and Cody, if you, t you three could stand up real quick. These all three graduated and got their GED. Yeah, amen. Very proud of them. So when a guy comes into the program and hasn't got, have his, does not have his high school diploma, he will get it. Yeah, it's not a choice. Like, it's not, we don't give them a choice. Like, you're going you're gonna to get it. They'll say, well, I didn't sign up for GED. That's okay. We signed you up. This, you going. You're going to get it. Yes, you will. And also, too, here uh, next month, I believe it's uh, the beginning of August, maybe the beginning of after Labor Day, we're going to start our trade and electrical plumbing courses at uh, Sand Hills Community College, where the guys will go a couple times a week, and they go to class learning different trades. How many of you know that the trades is where it's at right now? I'm telling you. Because I'm telling you, these young people, if Siri and Google can't do it, it ain't getting done. I'm just telling you. I was trying to teach my youngest son how to change the oil in the truck, and he was like, I said, what's wrong? He said, Dad, I can just YouTube it. And I'm not going to share with you the first thought that popped in my mind, but you can probably guess what it was. Amen? So anyway, we want to teach these guys these type of things. And then when they come out of, the, when they come out of this program, they will, they will, we have local employers that are ready to hire them. It's a good thing. It's a win-win uh, for everybody. And then also, to our dual internship apprenticeship program for guys that graduate. They can work and do an internship and also work a job while, while they're in the program, too, and in leadership. Next slide, please. I'm going to move right along. Hope Counseling this is what I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, Jim Goins there is one, a graduate from 2005, I believe, uh, at Adult and Teen Challenge, and he's our licensed counselor. These guys meet with him every week, every, every two weeks. Uh, next slide, please. 2022 in review, you can read that uh, yourself. We had 91 students were enrolled in the program, but I want to focus real quickly on the 2023 vision, is to open up our first adult women's center. Amen? Amen. So 
Yeah, and we have the property right now. We're just uh, waiting on the red tape and to sign on the dotted line, and that's all I'm going to say about it. We're just waiting on them. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me sometimes how uh, God has the property picked out already, but he just hadn't let those people know. Some of y'all got faith like I got. That's just what I believe. And so uh, it's there. We toured it and looked at it, and we're going to get it. We're just waiting on them uh, to figure it out. So, And then also to begin uh, offering our U.S. veterans and specialized program at Elizabethtown property. This is what we're really excited about also, too, is that here soon we'll be able to help active duty military. Amen. You know, Fort Bragg, uh, I'm sorry, they call it Fort Liberty now. It's Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg is in our backyard, uh, and so how can we neglect our veterans? Amen? And so we're beginning to start that program right there. 650,000 veterans reside in North Carolina, and one out of 10 vets experience addiction. And so we want to be there to help them. Amen? We've, uh, 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 we've, got a, we've got a couple of units out there that we're putting together to make some classrooms and all that. It's all happening uh, very fast. So if you pay attention to our website, we'll be keeping people updated on what's going on with that. If you'll flip to the next slide, I'm, I'm about to finish here. Our Women's Center, I've already talked about that. We go to the next slide. That's it. Amen. Okay. Hey, uh, will you welcome Andrew up to the stage real quick? This is Andrew. He's the director of our Kannapolis Center, and he has a... a I got something. So uh, my name is Andrew Fitzgibbon. I'm the director of the Kannapolis Campus of Adult and Teen Challenge. I've been in this position for about two years now, and I always find it difficult to talk about Adult and Teen Challenge without including my story as part of it because the two have really been intertwined together. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up saying, you know, I want to work in the addiction treatment field. It was a, it was a calling that God placed in my heart. And um, to go back a little bit, in, in 2019, I found myself in a jail cell, and conventional wisdom would say that he shouldn't be there. He had a good family. He grew up in the church. He was doing mission trips. He went to a Christian school. He went to college. Why, why is he in this jail cell? But, you know, addiction, it's not a respecter of persons. It, it doesn't matter who you are. It will just take and take and take from you until there's nothing left to give it. But on the other side of that, the good news is we have a Savior who gives and gives and gives freely and who restores us to our rightful place beside him. So um, I found myself in that jail cell in 2019, no place to go. My lawyer came to me and he said, you know, they'll either give you your jail time or there's this program called Adult and Teen Challenge. And I said, well, that was, that's an easy call. I think I'll, I'll go to the program instead. So I, I came in, Pastor Steve, he met me at the gate kicking and screaming, not, want, not wanting to give in to the program. Um, and I, I stayed that way for about eight months. And uh, finally, eight months into it, uh, Sal, again, who a lot of you know, I was, I was on a trip with him one day, and Jeremiah 29, 11 came up, and it said, you know, I, had the, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and plans to give you hope for a future and plans not to harm you. And I just said that day, what if? You know, what if that's true? What if, what if there's something more that he has for me? And I said, God, I'm going to trust you with this thing. I'm going to let you work in my life, and just please show me what will happen. And I'm just so grateful that I made that decision because every day since then, he's shown me his faithfulness, 
I, you know, I graduated, went through the internship, came on a staff, went back to college, recently got engaged, and I've just seen all of the goodness that he has for my life. But every guy sitting over there, they have a story like mine, a story of redemption from brokenness to fulfillment in Christ. And we have a, we have a brief skit we'd like to do for y'all um, just to kind of visualize that change. If you'd go ahead and start the song and we'll get it going. <laughs> 